Man, we've had some back and forths recently, haven't we? It's been What do you mean? Well, we Sonic Adventure, low Uh point into Jet Set Radio, high point into Killer Instinct, low point into today's (laughs) offering Catamol. You're we're just getting it's a whiplash show these days. We we sat in the middle for too long, and so now it's hits or misses, nothing else. I think I think the show will all will have these little eras where <laughs> we are try, like where we're gunning for the bottom yeah. and then gunning for the top. Right. Um and today I'm excited to be here talking about a game that I think is going to is going to gun from the top. That's it's going to roll up this show <laughs> into a little ball and you know launch it out into space where we will be lit ablaze yeah. a new star a you know star. a star is a star is born How? You know? <laughs> yeah this is the bradley cooper uh lady gaga of video games right here yeah star is and born. i'm lady gaga <laughs> what's your closest comparison to this game what do you do you have a game that this game reminds you of is there anything nothing comes to mind for me that's this why game doesn't remind me of games matt it yeah. reminds me of life <laughs> you know it reminds me of living reminds me of being out on you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of new york city oh you yeah know? yeah somebody needs to roll this town up into a big big ball and <laughs> throw it in the it trash the <laughs> dude actually let me tell let me tell you what katamari damasi reminds me of this intro is going too long now but i don't care uh there is an obelisk in central park did you know do you know about this no Mm-mm. there is a four thousand year old egyptian obelisk in central park and it's just sitting there and people are jogging past it they don't even care they don't even know about it it's there it's four thousand years old i don't know why it's in central park (laughs) and the other day i'm walking through central park and i just see it in the distance and dude it felt like skyrim okay it felt like i saw this weird (laughs) marker and then like the text just appeared on my screen yeah it's saying like obelisk but you just wanted to roll it up you just you were you you yeah. all you want to do those are the best objects to roll up to are the ones that are like this is a shape that will not be sustainable <laughs> <laughs> yeah you roll up the egyptian obelisk the central park obelisk you roll it up and then it's like it's that thing where it comes around and like bonk, bonk, and then you gonk, get bonk, bonk. Bonk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the obelisk yeah. right there all right and i feel the power of the sun god raw inside of me and i <laughs> i just want to say that all right now start the music all right let's go and welcome to Old Gamers Almanac. My name is Matt Martins. This is the definitive ranking of all video games ever, one week at a time. I am joined by my co-host. It's Hunter Donaldson. Hello. It's me. Hello. What's up, everybody? Good day today. Good day to you. Good, Good day. day. I'm to stoked you. for this one. Uh, the, how long ago did we both play this video game is the first thing. Just to get it out there, this one is actually already firmly in my memory banks. Uh, it's been like ah. two two or three weeks since I feel like I played this game. I honestly don't ah, it remember. Is, it, it has been two weeks for me since I played this game. I played it in uh, three days. No, that's not true. I think I played it in two days. Yeah, I think that's right. It's not a long game, uh-huh. uh, but but it's memorable. And honestly, my memory of before, the before times when I played it 
also doesn't feel that long ago, even yeah. though, factually speaking, it was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, so what is this? This is Katamari Damashi. Uh, what's the translation for that? It is, it's like literally like clump. soul clutter or yeah, whatever. It's like, uh, I think it's like clump spirit, like, <laughs> like, as in like a clump, like a, just a clump, a clutter, yeah. like a cluttered collection of things. It's weird it. that it's clump. Clump yeah. is a weird word, sure. uh, weird English word, you know, mm -hmm. that that's what mm -hmm. they translated it to is hilarious. Uh, but this is by Namco back in the day before Bandai Namco when they were just themselves, just doing their own thing. Uh, and this was directed by Keita Takahashi who was like a no-name before this. No, but this is just a guy just that worked some guy. there. Yeah. Just some guy with a weird idea. Um, he seems like a cool guy. Uh, I'll say this. This is, uh, this is something I want to lead with before we get into more historical mm. stuff about this game. Uh, I, I was looking at Keita's Twitter, and like a month ago, Keita just tweeted out, that he wants uh, the Katamari IP, that he wants to own it, <laughs> that he would like to possess it. Yeah. And I just want to say, for the record, Namco, if you are listening, Namco Bandai, if you are listening, give him the IP. Just do it. Just give, give it to for him. free. It's, Come on. It's doing nothing now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to skip ahead, but this this is a this is an intellectual property that currently provides us with, like, I would say very little notable entertainment, even yeah. though it's such a wonderful idea, has a beautiful flavor, a unique uh, just point of view yeah. on games in general. Just give it to him. Yeah. Just give it to him. He'll, you know he's going to do something great with it. It's, it'll probably, I'll say this, it'll probably make you more money yeah. overall if you give the IP away to Keita, right? In that more people will get interested in the brand, and they'll buy all those old games that you own. Yeah. You know, you're just gonna I sell feel like more. It'll probably be quite a different game too. Because here's the thing about uh, our friend Takahashi here. He uh he just so so he's working at, at Namco and just wants to make something cool and good and and yep. different and gets to in this game this game we'll talk mechanically exactly what it is but what i find interesting about his story is then it was like a smash hit and namco and everybody else is like yeah make more of them and he was kind of like no the, like it's fun to make different new stuff each time like yeah, it, that's right. the fun thing to do is to not just remake i am like actually very opposed to just remaking the same game over yeah. and over and over for a decade or longer Right, and also, I mean, he, I'm sure he was kind of surprised that it was a hit at all, but yeah. also just the idea that people will be looking at this game, Katamari, and saying, oh, well, this is a franchise. It's like, what? Yeah. This what is a franchise? <laughs> There's, like, no discernible, genuine lore to it. There's no story. Yeah. I mean, it, it feigns hey, no, a story. A sto hey, no, 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 but the point story. is the, the story in it is very, like, poking fun at the idea of a story in a video game in the first place. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. It's a bummer that we live in a world where somebody does something uh, really, really interesting uh, and unique and different. And our response to that is like, can you just do that again? Right. Yeah. Like, that's the most boring request. I will say uh, the sequel game Keita worked on, uh, We Love Katamari is the yeah. name of the sequel. And it tries to, it does something kind of interesting. Um, it's a lot of the same, I mean, mechanically, it's very, very similar. Um, but it tries to price in the fact that the first game was successful. So in yeah. We Love Katamari, like, everyone knows about, right. like, it's like they're famous, yeah. you know? And so that is sort of, like, part of the story. So that's that's cool that even being asked to do a sequel, Keita kind of had, like, a unique way of possibly trying to go about that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. 
Eventually, there are more Katamari games. Keita Takahashi, uh, as far as I can tell, doesn't have much to do with it. Yeah, um, goes on to entirely. make a game called uh, Nobi Nobi Boy, uh, which we will cover someday. That's a cool game. Do we want to talk more about how they made this game? Sure, yeah. This is kind of a relic of a of an older time where, uh, and, and Hunter, this is more your, your point, but I'll introduce it, of like, this is when crazy, weird, like almost dumb ideas got to have a budget like like they got to do stuff with <laughs> like they just someone was like i just want to do this crazy thing it's like okay here's a million dollars have fun yeah <laughs> yeah games used to be weirder um and in the uh before ps3 era i would say P- the playstation 3 yeah there was something about it coming in uh to being that sort of signaled that we were done playing around with the audience. We were done making weird, uh, out of nowhere stuff in the same way. Because this is like, I mean, this is Namco making yeah. this game. You know, it's not just like some like independent studio. Like if this was made today, it would be like, you know, it would just be Keita by himself, and it would be like, I, uh, I worked uh, eighty hour weeks, yeah, exactly. for five years, <laughs> so you could have this game. Right, and uh, I, I, I survived on be- uh, broth. I ate beef broth and some beans for five years so that you could now play this game and hopefully it will be a hit so that I can feed myself better food. You know, that's how this would happen today. But back in the, in this era, uh, big studios actually would make interesting, unique, uh, games and they weren't always successful and they weren't always good for sure. Yeah. Uh, but now we live in an era where the, the, the big boys, uh, I feel like to hardly take any risks ever. Um, so this is just kind of, I would say Katamari is like kind of the last really, really big hit, great game yeah. that was made by a major studio. Um, not necessarily with the biggest budget, no. uh, but they did make it and it did uh, make them money right. and also is just a fantastic game. I would say uh, not to get too far ahead of us, uh, one of the best PlayStation 2 games Yeah of all time is this game right. and the playstation 2 uh is full of hits yeah it's Cho- chock full of good ones and this is up towards the top yeah so th- this one hunter's uh, alluring to its low budget this is also like a game lab game this is keita takahashi had this idea and they were like well i don't know we can't like give you a team but we have this new program that's basically for college students for them to do just to learn how to game design. So you could take your idea to them. So basically they did a bunch of unpaid interns made this awesome game. Um, right. So I don't know what that says about the industry that just like no one is willing to pay for, for anything ever. But, and then it's you know, a huge success, whatever. It, it, all that stuff is frustrating, but also, hey, I'm glad it exists. It, it got to it got to be made. So that's Can good, right? I advocate for the devil real quick? Oh God. Um, so I got, I got this email from the devil just now and uh, the devil said, hey, <laughs> I just want so overall, uh, the status of uh, how people are compensated for their work in the game industry mm. not great, yeah, not good. A lot of bad stuff there. If you're not if you're not aware of crunch, it's you become aware of it. It sucks. Yeah, um, it's where adults that have like families are uh, essentially exploited uh, for so much labor in yeah. order to make games. Yeah, but our college students. <laughs> like people in the same way like are they i mean i'm just asking i mean the devil the devil is at is telling me to advocate mm-hmm. for this i mm-hmm. was in college okay. and when i, I was in college person. yeah i was not a person sure okay sure okay fair argument I, fair I, hunter <laughs> if you're under 22 I'm are you a saying, person sometimes it's about you know 
if I'm exploiting somebody that has, you know, a, a family and a child, you know, yeah, because nobody no in college good. is that, right? Nobody, yeah, in college, in college people are just—they're basically the teenage mutant into turtles, all right? <laughs> and they're not real; they're just not real, okay? I'm just saying, like, I, maybe this was a more ethical way of doing it. Is are both bad? Sure, yeah, yeah. sure. But one is, you know, these. I kids, just want the college know. students to get the residuals. I want them to get, you know, this game made buku bucks, and mm. uh, all of them should be given jobs and more money after. The oh fact, yeah, I sure. Guess. Like over the suits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would I take the money from the suits, give them to college kids. Sure, 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 sure. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I agree with that. Okay. Well, we've gone that. long enough without even describing what this game is. All we've said mm -hmm. is it's super weird. So how weird is it? Uh, okay. Let's let's get into mechanically what this game does. First off. I think it's hilarious that um, we spent a bunch of time on the Dreamcast games, kind of complaining that like, they like don't utilize all the buttons, right? There's mm -hmm. like a bunch of different things you have to do, oh, but you yeah. don't use any of the buttons. Uh -huh. This game uses the two joysticks, and that's kind of that's basically it. That's really all you do ever is put keep keep sure, one thumb on sure. each joystick, and you're gonna play the whole game that way. You are this little tiny character, the prince of the cosmos. Your dad is the king of all cosmos, which. We'll do story stuff in, in a minute. Uh, I don't have time, actually, to get, like, crazy in the weeds with it, but it's wonderful and perfect. Uh, but you're a little guy rolling a ball around. Your ball is, uh, everything sticks to it. Every single thing sticks to it, as long as that stuff is well, uh, you're, within a certain size, right? You're not rolling a ball around it. You're rolling a Katamari. Yeah, it's a Katamari. So it's, right. it's a Katamari. The, so the, the Katamari can... can grab anything uh within a certain size range and as it gets bigger it can pick up bigger things so you're just rolling this ball around you you move forward by holding forward on both thumbsticks at the same time you can do like a fast turn by holding one stick forward and one stick back you know i mean imagine it your thumbs are controlling two wheels on the front of the katamari and you're just pushing those wheels around yeah, they're sort of tank controls. Mm -hmm. They're sort of not tank controls. I will tell you this, I can't describe the controls without playing it mm -hmm. right now. So I kept, everything I, I'm picking up a controller as I describe it to you to in, in effort to, to do that. <laughs> yeah, it is an interesting control scheme that takes maybe uh, it takes a little bit to get used to it. But once you get used to it, I don't know. I I I kind of like it. I don't yeah. know about you, Matt, but I, I love it. I, and yeah. what what I think is hilarious too though is there's one thing about Katamari and its control scheme that I that is pretty amazing to me, which is it would actually they pro this probably exists, but it would make a great mobile game. It would make a great cell phone game. Oh, you could, yeah, yeah. You that could translate these jo joystick controls very easily into a gyroscope, like tilt your phone control, and it would work just as well. Because here's the thing about this game: there is a certain level of assumed clunk to it. This is a yeah. clunky game. Oh, by yeah, design, sure, sure. it bakes that into it. So in the intro, we described this obel. You know, you can pick up objects, and there are all sorts of weird shapes and sizes. First off, too, the world is a, a litter box. There's just crap everywhere, and that's what's kind of hilarious and wonderful about it is the sheer volume of like assets they just throw into this game, so that you can pick things up. And as you pick things up, a little pop up comes in the corner to tells you exa exactly what you picked up. Um, but you're picking up items and sometimes the item like doesn't fit on the ball very well. And then you're like forced to sort of like get over it and it doesn't roll as well. It's mm -hmm. not like this perfectly fluid experience 
because it's like it's not supposed to be you are supposed to feel the clutter of the world and you bump into crap all the time and when you bump oh, into yeah. stuff some things fall off of your katamari and they make your score go down and they set you back like that is the point of it is it's so funny because this is a game that could so easily uh like make it onto matt's frustration corner because it's like i'm always bumping into stuff but it absolutely doesn't because like it's integral to the to the design of the thing like it's you are supposed to do that and feel that and it, it just makes sense well yeah and also it creates this tension so in describing the way the game works uh we we have to let you know the scale of all of this yeah. so you start and you're little teeny tiny like yeah. you're small you're you're very very small and you're, you're collecting like yeah you're like as big as a thumbtack when you start and the game kind of ramps up and up but the overall premise is that uh, eventually you are as large as a good chunk of the planet, yeah. basically. Right. Um, and in the in the kind of final level that I feel like is the whole concept of the game distilled into one level, that is essentially what you do. You start teeny tiny. So the idea that earlier on you are bumping into something, you're like, oh, I'm so annoyed at this one thing. I'm just not right. big enough to collect it. Later, yeah, in the game, in the level, you will be so large that you would have picked that up without even noticing right. that you did that. Right. Because you are now so big and you're sucking up so much of the world. Yeah. I mean, t towards towards the end of of your largest level where you get the biggest, you're collecting things like the clouds from the yes, sky. right. Rainbows and, and islands and yeah, everything. <laughs> the entire land mass. Um, and it does this, of course, it, this is not, you know, it's not, this was on the PlayStation 2, so it's not, this is not actual, the way sure. the game works is you hit certain checkpoints as far as size, yeah. and then the game kind of flashes um, this light that kind of allows the level to subtly change. Yeah. What it's doing is, like, actually Loading. the level is <laughs> not the same level anymore. Yeah. I will say this. Performance-wise, it's pretty incredible. Uh, it is a really cool trick, isn't a it? a ton of interactable objects in this environment. Every single object is interactable. Yes. And it completely loads effectively a fully new environment once every yeah. like couple minutes. Like th yeah. there's there's performance stuff that it's like it's astounding that they are able to fit this amount of horsepower on the PS2. Like it's yeah. it's a really impressive game. I, I want to talk about that trick too, Hunter, of the like you bump against something and then later you're going to be able to pick that up. The absolute best instance of that is um, there are some obstacles in the level that are like cats and dogs and people that are running around yeah. and so sometimes they'll like run around a corner and they'll smash into you really hard and they'll knock a bunch of stuff off and so you're like constantly like oh i have to dodge and weave these people and and it has this really fun flow of like i'm this little critter avoiding the people and then there's a moment in like level three or four or something where you go wait i think i'm big i think i'm big enough now <laughs> And you and you go towards a person, and you the first time you pick up a person oh. in this game is like the most, and they scream and they're like horrified that they've been consumed into this uh, into this katamari. That is some Grand Theft Auto level like I want to be a murderer and kill everybody, but like. Mm -hmm in only joyful terms that's the feeling yeah. of it the first time that gets to happen you're just like oh wait now i get to pick up all of the people and now that's all i want to do is grab all the people and, and run down this sidewalk and get them all it's 
It's like the to me that is like the moment the game is like oh this is like one of the best games I've ever played up till that yeah. point you're like yeah I'm picking up stuff and it's like a little it's cool how the level design lets me get into new areas as I grow but the second you get to pick up your first person it's like this is the greatest experience I've ever had yeah okay we've actually unlocked a new segment very good transition <laughs> there Matt um what is our new segment gonna be it's called Hunters. Top three pleasures. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to talk about my my top three video game pleasures relating to games on the list. Uh, mm -hmm. Matt, you just spoke on what is my number one pleasure currently mm -hmm. uh, when we're talking about games on the Old Gamers Almanac list, which is when you get big enough in Katamari that you can roll the people up. <laughs> Because when you can roll the people up, it feels so good, and you it's, become a oh monster yeah. from a monster movie. Yeah. Okay. Um. What is number two and number three? You ask. Yeah. Uh, number two is uh. Well, I didn't really play it out. Number two. Let's say that's uh. Sex and Mass Effect. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so pleasurable. Sure. It's, yeah. 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 It's yeah. Hot. It's hot. Uh, I forgot. Did I even mention on our Mass Effect playthrough mm -mm. episodes that I don't think I we talked failed. about sex hardly at all in those I episodes, except to for me romance to romance be... anyone <laughs> I, because I just forgot to to do it, and I think I was like playing too many people uh, at once. Um, <laughs> let's see, what would number three be? Just outrun. Huh? Um, just outrun. Um, no, not just outrun. I want it to be a specific, a specific, specific game moment. Feel. Some stuff from um, Quake. I don't know. Super Mario Brothers 3. I'm just looking at stuff on the top of the list. What? Papers, please? Any of those? Crusader Ooh. Kings 3? Like, letting your, yeah, letting yeah, your yeah, son yeah, yeah. die? <laughs> yeah. Crusader Kings 3, when you have uh, appointed your offspring uh, uh -huh. in various positions on the council, and then you die, and they hate each other now. <laughs> Those are my, uh, that was my top three pleasures. <clears throat> wonderful, wonderful new, new ongoing segment. I definitely agree with uh, number one being uh, rolling up the people, though. It's, it's hard to understate how uh, good it is, or how hard to overstate, whatever. It doesn't matter. It is like such a good, it's such a good thing. So, I can't um, believe I blanked and said sex. Sex and Mass Effect, <laughs> man, it's so cool and good. That's, that's, that that's will be replaced. There. No, that will be replaced ASAP. Uh, so you will be hearing uh, that segment again uh, very, very soon. As soon but as yeah, you can. number one for sure, uh, rolling up when you're big enough to roll up people in Katamari. It's yeah. uh, so amazing. Um, why why are you in this game? Like, what is the story premise of this game again? Oh, Did we cares, even cover man. that at all? No, we haven't yet because what the game also doesn't care. The game is okay. They, so th your dad is the king of all cosmos, and, and? he what? destroyed a he like he what did he do again he threw something he literally like just broke uh the moon so he destroyed the moon yeah, yeah he yeah. blew up the on moon. accident yeah because uh, he's somehow careless and and uh aloof is a good yeah. way to describe him yeah yeah he doesn't really he's he's kind of a, a godlike character that just really doesn't care about anything yeah um He's hilarious. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that his design is uh, probably one of my favorite video game characters of all time. Yeah. Um, the, just his you, his little you, crown and his giant head right. and his six-pack abs. Yeah. Like, he has great <laughs> abs. Like, why it's, does he have... He has really good abs. It is as sexual as it can possibly be without not being oh, sexual yeah. at all you know what i mean like it's it's it is right nah, he's there hot. <laughs> it's nah, hot come on matt he's he's 
Some people are just hot, and the but king you of know all what cosmos I mean. is like, pretty it's, hot. It's it's perfectly acceptable. The first time you load up the game, it's like a shot of these cows, and then his giant head comes yeah. over the horizon, and he he like vomits out a vault or a rainbow or whatever. Like just yes. rainbow happens, and like he does all these crazy like JoJo poses, and yeah. it's it is. I mean, it's genuinely splendid. Oh, and so yeah. you're his Honestly, son, uh, who is tasked with collecting stuff so we can put more stars in the sky and get the moon back basically we got to build a new moon yeah we're building uh that yeah you you're rolling up these katamari balls and then they are being launched into space to create stars because i guess stars are just made of junk yeah. in this world like how mm -hmm. you make a a star is you just get a bunch of junk together not that everything that you collect in katamari is junk but it definitely becomes junk right once it gets in my katamari you know <laughs> for sure for yeah. sure um, honestly, you kind of touched on uh, something I want to talk about now, which is the music of this game. Yeah. Which is, I mean, we've talked about a lot of games lately with great music. Sonic Adventure. Uh, <laughs> Sonic Adventure. We've talked about Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Um, great yeah. music there. Uh, also good music, Jet Grind Radio, a.k.a. Jet Set Radio. And this. Yeah. This is, uh, I think that would be my top three, actually, if we were going to do another quick segment of top yeah, three video game music. music. Well, no, Outrun. Outrun also has really sure. good music. But, well, because Sonic Adventure is kind of a joke, but also not a joke. Like, uh, unironically, I do love the stupidity of that music. And I would oh, say yeah. Katamari is that same vibe where it's like the music is pretty dumb, but also good. Like, not dumb where you're, like, laughing at how kind of lame the songs are in sonic adventure but like it's this jazzy croony kind of vibe for a lot of the song i mean it, it goes oh, yeah. a lot of different places honestly they have like a bunch of different musicians doing like a lot of different things mm -hmm. and that's part of the vibe of the game is like i don't know there's it's just chock full of stuff like you there's stuff you're gonna pick up and the music is also tonally like doing crazy stuff with you it's it's super super fun music where you like i don't know it's the kind of thing where you sing it in your head uh, for the entire day after you've played the game. Dude, that song, the song where it's just like some electronic beats mm -hmm. and someone just saying, you are smart. Yeah. Like, it's just like... <laughs> That that's just in me all the time. Yeah. Like I'll just be walking right. around, whatever, doing God knows what, it's, and I'm just like in my head, "You are smart." <laughs> it's perfectly encapsulated by like there's the theme song for Katamari Damacy, and uh, then the main menu of the game is not the theme song it's a guy <laughs> it's just a guy humming the theme song to himself like yeah. I, that is a the main menu of this game is effectively what you will be doing for the rest of the day as you think about this game and you just go yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he, do, he does like the drums a little bit on the menu God, this game is just like such a joy. Yeah. Um, everything about it is just pure joy. Um, I was looking up the, uh, so the genre of music uh, that it kind of incorporates a lot, that which is not a genre of music I'm really that familiar with, is called Shibuya K. Okay. Shibuya Kai. I don't know. Um, it is a Japanese style of pop music. 
that uses a lot of influence like um like kind of old school like pop like yeah. uh bossa nova like jazz pop uh indie pop orchestral stuff like that it's it has a lot of weird interesting influences um and uh this music is like that it just has like a lot of stuff going on and a lot of different influences but it sounds really cohesive yeah. um if you have not played this game at all one thing you could do right now that would be an interesting way to experience it is just pull the soundtrack up yeah like it's probably I, I feel like it's probably available everywhere it's really easy to get a hold of and just listen to the sounds of this game and i think if you respond well to the music of katamari you are 100 percent going to love this game yeah definitely um and i know a lot of i know it was a big hit when it came out but i'm sure there's a lot of people that have not played it and if there is a game that we have talked about thus far that I can recommend more than this one, I can't even think about yeah. what it would be. Like, I just think, like, if you haven't played it, you should play it. Yeah, th this is this is top of the list in terms of if you've never experienced it, you definitely need to experience it. In yeah. that regard, like, it's going to top Celeste just from the, like, you have to you have to have put this game into your brain at least yeah. once. It's it's required. Um, also, on the, on the soundtrack note, what I, what I found fun, just kind of digging into the history of it, is... Uh, for all of the singer, this is another way the game just saved money. Uh, the composer basically hired a bunch of uh, like C tier anime voice actors that he just knew or like was friend. Like he's just kind of a part of this community. It's like, hey, I just need I need singers, but I can't afford like singer singers. You know what I mean? Like I can't get like a pop star to do this. Right. So let me get kind of a bunch of no name people. But then like they're all like they're all wonderful singers and great musicians like it's 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 all this whole game is the vibe of that like experimentation uh stage in college where we're all probably pretty skilled people that are untested mm -hmm. and then they put this out and it's like hey look every single one of these people was firing on all cylinders and they should be regarded as like titans of the industry right <laughs> because of how good all of them hit on this on this first attempt basically yeah Honestly, it kind of reminds me of the vibe of uh, Eco, if you've ever played Eco mm. uh, or Shadow of the Colossus, uh, where a lot of really creative people that did not have a whole lot of experience making games came together to make something really interesting on the PlayStation 2. Yeah. Like, it, it reminds me a lot of, uh, of that. Uh, and I feel like that was happening on uh, the PlayStation 2 and also the PlayStation 1 um, a lot. I just think Sony was really good in those early days yeah. of uh, just having a platform where people felt like they could make really weird stuff that just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Matt, did you play this one back in the day or is this, is this a new one for I, you? I never um, played it myself. This is one where it was uh, in our high school years and I watched our friend and your roommate, Sean, play this yes. this is a game that we all just had in the living room yeah. the same thing happened with shadow colossus where it's like we as a group played this game but yes. i never i never put my hands on the steering wheel basically but i i had plenty of experiences with this game i knew the music i know the vibe i know how the game plays out but i'd never right. done it myself so this recent playthrough was my first time actually sitting down with it and playing all the way through that's awesome i actually have a funny story about uh sean and that copy of katamari damasi um, so Sean borrowed that copy of that game from our friend, uh, Barrett. 
Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Barrett doesn't like to lend things out very much, and he can be very <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, like, when am I getting this back? He's like that type of person. Um, and uh, Sean was borrowing this and was hoping to play it, finish it, and then borrow Shadow of the Colossus. Well, a person we don't know that well was hanging out with us one time while we were playing Katamari Damacy, and in fact stole it. <laughs> That's how good this game is, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you how good this game is. This is a game that a kid in high school would see and be like, I gotta steal this right now. <laughs> and then and then he stole it, and then Barrett told Sean that he could not borrow Shadow of the Colossus because Katamari got stolen. He got in trouble with our other friend That's because really Katamari funny. got stolen. Um, and then I guess Sean found a different way to get Shadow of the Colossus because, yeah, I do remember watching him play that game. Yeah. Um, I played this back in the day on uh, on the PS2. I think I played it, uh, I don't remember exactly. When, when did this game come 2004. out? 2004. 2004, yeah. yeah. I remember playing this uh, in like, I don't know, was I in junior high at that time? I think something like that. Um, and loved it. Felt like I had no one to talk to about it, basically. For the longest time, I was mm-hmm. like, man, I don't know anybody that I could even mention Katamari to. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you know, when I met you all in high school, I was like, finally, I have some weird friends that <laughs> can accept, <laughs> that can understand the pleasure of Katamari. But yeah, for the longest time, you know, I was just hanging out with all these Halo bros. Yeah. And none of them, they weren't, you know, they weren't going to get this. You know, yeah. they were too insecure. You got to be an adult. <laughs> you got to be an adult with a child's brain to, <laughs> to understand Katamari Damacy, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I I could see I could see people being turned off by its aesthetics, and that's exactly the person I don't want to hang out with and don't yeah. want anything to do with. <laughs> if you yeah. if, if you play this game and you're like, "No, I didn't like it at all." It's like, "All right, see ya. Goodbye forever. We're not we don't you you and I aren't in the same circle anymore. Sorry." It's kind of a litmus test for joy. <laughs> like if you if you can uh, understand the pleasure of Katamari Damacy, then I can understand a part of you. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. And that that's big. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know, man, it's a cult classic game. It's like probably one of the greatest games ever made. Like, yeah. I just I just think it's, I feel like Katamari, the DNA of this game, you can feel it in every game in the indie sphere yes. that just wants to be this creative, exciting game to see. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you're playing Gang Beasts, I'm thinking about Katamari, yeah. basically. Uh, all all of the weird indies that come out where they become, they get like, you know, a gif of it on Twitter. Right. We'll get everyone talking about it because the game just has this interesting look and creative spirit. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that, no, it's not like Katamari is the first like weird game. Not no. at all. That is not true. But this was like kind of the biggest yes. weirdest game. And, and definitely so many games today are uh borrowing from its uh, uh allure right even stuff mm-hmm. like untitled goose game yeah. that you you saying that like that 30 second twitter clip being shared of it it, it being just shared on reddit or whatever and people are like yeah. what in the world there was one where it's like a uh, cluster truck have you seen that game stuff like no. that is exactly in the same kind of spirit as where it's just like hey look all i have to do to sell you on this game is let you watch 15 seconds of how wild it is look at how crazy this thing is you want to play it i already know you want to play it like you don't need any more explanation than that to understand what katamari is going to offer you yeah yeah i agree and i actually really like that attitude you just embraced there at the end of that statement matt 
because I just want to project that at the audience and just say, listen, if you haven't played this game, you want to play it. Yeah. You want to play it. I can tell you want to. You're desperate to play it. Turn us off right now. Click pause. Throw yeah. your your iPhone out the window or whatever and just play it. You yeah. got you got to roll with this game. Also, we should say um, we played actually in this playthrough. Uh, sure. I played the the original on PS2 back in the day, but um, we, were, we were actually playing Katamari Damacy Reroll which is a HD remake yeah. uh, on that's available on PC and probably a probably a bunch of other places too. Um, and I can say that I remember this is how I remember the game. So yeah. it seems like it was a good remaster. Yeah, this 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 is one of those situations where you probably would still enjoy playing the PS2 version, but like, good luck finding it. Honestly, yeah. it's such a cult classic that I, I I'm not going to look up the pricing of it, but knowing the state of retro gaming right now, it's probably like some dumb like $200 price tag to get your hands on this. So re-roll is how it lives in your mind. Uh, honestly, I appreciate it too being in uh, widescreen as opposed to what the you know the original was a was a four by three aspect ratio, which I think for this game would make it a bit trickier to play, mm -hmm. kind of. Um, but it's it still is like a low poly gone kind of uh, feel, so it's not like they've you know properly high defed it. They've just oh, yeah. made it to where it can play on an HD TV at 1080p and look like how you remember it to play it's yeah it's, it, i would put it up there as one of the really really good recent remakes or remaster yeah i would say that it's uh it kind of reminds me of the quake remaster that we really liked a lot mm -hmm. which where it it preserved the look the dated look of the game yes and just made it hd right uh, because katamari would look wrong if you took away yeah. the kind of like low poly just like whatever assets right. they had lying around kind of look of it because that is you know, I think just an important aspect of this game. Yeah. Um, I will also say, so Matt, earlier you said, oh, wouldn't this game be great on phones? It actually has been released. Yeah, on I phones. figured it had to be. I mean, it's it's so perfectly set up for that. However, what I've heard is that the version that they released on phones, uh, this is like after Keita sure. is gone, um, that it is not good. Yeah. Um, and that it had a lot of really bad problems with, uh, I have not played it myself. So this is just a secondhand opinion here. Um, but that there's a lot of really bad like microtransaction stuff in it yeah, sure. that Konami or not Konami that Namco tried to get away with. Um, and yeah, that it's that it's well, not a great experience. Although this would I do think that, you know, give give K to the IP and then yeah. maybe it comes out on, you know, on mobile and is really fun because it does feel like a game that like that would be great on a phone. I don't yeah. know why it yeah. just feels it feels like the. The way that the uh, that the control scheme is set up just would make so much more sense with just your thumbs on the screen. Right. It's it's as floaty as any mobile game you've ever played, and it mm -hmm. and that and, and in that floatiness, it feels correct. Like it feels like that's how it's intended to be played. It should not be smoother than that. So it's like this wouldn't be negatively impacted by either gyro controls or like you were just saying, like a touch screen. Move oh, yeah. your thumbs around that way. Like either one of those would work just fine. I, to get back into the like the legacy thing of this game, it's like that's what's frustrating about it is that Namco just kept shelling this thing out and it's like i have no interest like I, I i would like to play we love katamari because it sounds like there's some cool ideas in that and then beyond that like I, I get the idea like why do i need to keep playing the same game over and mm -hmm. over i can mm -hmm. only roll up the galaxy or like a whole planet so many times i don't i don't need there's nowhere else for that to go and so my hope would be that takahashi does get his hands back on this ip but then it's like 
it's a completely different new thing. It's not even well, like it takes the lore of a Katamari, but changes the whole scope of what the game can should and should look like. Yeah. So I have not played all the Katamari games. So I'm speaking a little bit from ignorance here, but I, sure. I, and I also have a little bit of confidence. I think there is maybe something you could do with Katamari that would be interesting now mm-hmm. because I think the issue for me was there's no point in doing this game again until the tech can change the way stuff. the concept is is uh, yeah. uh, executed. Yeah. So let's say instead of all of the cool tricks that they do to sort of transition from you know the same level, but it's actually gotten a little bit smaller or changed the the like the way that it transitions from you're yeah. in the same space, but now you're much bigger. Even though technically we've like kind of loaded a different version of all the assets. Yeah. Um. What if we could do the kind of no tricks version of Katamari where actually you are scaling yes. up. Right. Like, and, and that it's that there's more granularity to how much you're scaling that it doesn't happen just like, cause it kind of the way it works in the game is it's like you get to a certain size and then literally you feel the transition happen. Yeah. There's like a flash and now you've gotten bigger. Right. But what if we didn't need to do any of that stuff? Right. And literally you are just getting slowly bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and as you get bigger, the world starts feeling smaller and smaller. And that there were a million little transition points sure. there. That might be worth exploring. Maybe so. I will say one of the better parts, though, of that load. And, and, and this isn't to discredit. I, like they could come up with new funny ideas on that. But part of the beauty of that load that happens, that that warp up into the next size, is their ability to like. You've been so small, you you were completely unable to notice the bigger things happening, which in yeah. reality, they didn't exist. But, like, there, there's another really funny moment when you get big enough to, like, oh, I can almost, like, start picking up houses or whatever. Like, I'm bigger than cars. Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly you see that there's, like, gigantic Gundams fighting in the sea yeah. against, man, like, gigantic <laughs> octopuses. Like, they needed a way to come up with why, why would there be clutter at the scale of buildings? And so yeah. they put in wacky crazy stuff that the world yeah. doesn't make any sense anymore right. uh, and and in that way I, I i think that's what you gain from those little load points is like the little trick of like oh and guess what this was here the whole time you didn't know yeah. oh you silly right. little goober uh, right the other man it's, there's so much to talk about with this game because the other thing we didn't talk about at all and i think it is part of the appeal of picking up your first human those little cutscenes that happen in between each level with the family. Oh yeah. Oh so there's my a little. Co- there's basically a little comic book that happens in this game where you're following the exploits of this family. These two little ch- cute children. They're like cube children. They're like drawn yeah, yeah. to be like a low polygon person, and it has the feeling of like, of like Japanese propaganda, like World War II era propaganda. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the 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 art style almost has that like bombastic thing, but they're, they're yeah, these yeah. little cube people. Anyways, like but the execution you're... almost feels like an Adult Swim cartoon to me. Yeah, where it yeah. just feels like it, things are uh, the way. There's a lot of comedy and just the way lines are delivered. Yeah. Um, every time there are these types of levels uh, where you're basically rebuilding um, constellations, like the zodiac, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, and every time that happens, like it cuts to the little girl and she says something like, I can feel the cosmos. <laughs> and 
it's just i don't know yeah it, it reminds me of like uh like early adult swim kind yeah. of uh humor and just like yeah just just put it out there but uh, be weird about it yeah but you're following the story of them they want to go see their dad who works at like the rocket play at the at the at the he's launch like an site. astronaut he's an yeah. astronaut or something and the first time you pick up a person there's a little bit of you that like feels like i might pick up this i might accidentally pick up this family though <laughs> I, I might, I might that, be a little yeah. bit careful. And then at some point you get big enough and you, they very clearly like put the launch site in the level and you pick up the launch site and you're like, oh, oh God, what have I done? I'm like, oh no, my adorable little family. But like also the cinematics play off in such a funny way where like the people are aware of the Katamari, but they're not like necessarily horrified by it. They're like, oh. The Katamari might come this way and eat all of us alive, like completely consume everything. Well, yeah, that would be a they, shame. That makes sense, though, because this world has like giant squids and like mm -hmm, kaiju mm -hmm. and stuff like everywhere. Exactly. So like, yeah, it's it's just turmoil. It's just one of uh, many problems they're dealing with at the moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. I, I can't believe I forgot about the interstitial stuff. Uh, it's it's all it's all just so good. Um, I was going to say, if you are a fan of this game, um, if you have already played it and you're looking for something else to play. There was a game that came out like a few years ago called Everything. Yeah. Which is um, basically, it's very similar to Katamari in that the concept is that you can play as anything in this world that you can just kind of transfer. You can play as a house. You can play as a little uh, amoeba. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of go from, it. Uh, it is a little more, blatant about its transitions in that you can start at a microscopic level and eventually you get to a cosmic level mm -hmm. but you kind of like select the next level it's not like uh oh you're just growing because there's no growing in it you just uh take control of various things um but it, it feels very very inspired by katamari and instead of being like a game that is primarily comedic or just kind of full of joy and silly it is uh, a little more philosophical with its execution. It still feels a little silly because uh, the the art generally kind of has like a similar feel, um, but it has this great like Alan Watts quotations over it, um, who is a like Zen Buddhist philosopher mm. type guy. Um, pretty, pretty fun game to play and uh, kind of like allows you to relax. I think in a similar way, I would, uh, one thing I would say about Katamari, it has a sort of like, I would say, stress ball yeah. aspect to it in which you can kind of just like chill out with this game. Um, and I would say everything uh, captures like a similar yeah. vibe, basically. Yeah. If I, so, uh, yeah. let me let me force myself to say one negative Ooh, thing about this yeah. game. Oh, yeah, force Because I don't want to. I actually don't want to. But. Um, in that frustration we talked about with like, ah, the ball hits things in a weird way. That's almost always funny. There is one size you can be where you are big enough to pick up like a shed or a very small house, but not big enough to pick up a big building. But the level designs are, you're still kind of like in a city. And when you get to that size, and it only lasts for a little bit in the levels that it's in. But that's an incredibly hard <laughs> size to get around because you'll be like in the middle of a city the second you get that right. big and you yeah. are bumping up against every single thing and you can't that that's, that's the fair. one time I would feel like the bloat and the clunk of the game felt somewhat unintended and, and kind of bothered me a little bit. But it's like it lasts two minutes, maybe, maybe two minutes as, that you have to deal with that and then you're big enough to pick up the buildings and you move on with your life. I would translate that to a more specific note, which is sometimes the player 
like the the way that everything's been designed is very specific as far as like you okay so this little section is like perfect for a katamari your your size yeah. and then in the next section it's like a little bit better sometimes you can get excited yes and go yes. to a section that is not it's like no 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 no. there was a bunch of stuff back in that yeah. other section where you should have been collecting that so you could be this size now right so yeah sometimes you can break the sequence a little bit and make the game harder for yourself um but I don't know. Yeah, like anything stressful in this game, uh, just you just kind of get past it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the the I never once came up. So the whole point of the levels is you're trying to reach a certain size before the timer runs out. Never even close, man. Almost maybe one level was like somewhat close, but almost every single one of those you get to the size you're supposed to be and then what i love about the game is you get to the si size you're supposed to be and they're like you probably want to keep playing though huh you want to see how big you can go we'll let you do your thing and like you have like a minute and a half or longer left on the clock and you just keep making your katamari as big as you as you can before the timer runs out but the actual goals of the level were never very difficult at all yeah yeah for sure for sure um it feels like is there anything else you want to say before we go to rank no, time i think i'm ready let's rank okay, okay boy oh where hey hey hunter yeah it's gonna go high <laughs> i know i know it's i know it's gonna go high it's more like what's what's the the most interesting place to start the conversation mm -hmm. and then see where it goes from there i yeah. think we both feel pretty confident that this is a great game i would like to suggest a starting place okay do, do you want to put this higher than hyper light drifter oh dearie me okay all right so i i think and this has this has taken a lot of reflection on my part because I when we when we came into Hyperlight Drifter it was the second episode we'd ever done we yep. didn't know how to we didn't know how to rank games we still don't ranking games is a joke but There's we no, especially yeah. we especially didn't know then I see the more we've talked about it this is gonna be the funny thing about this this show is like there are gonna be games we keep talking about over and over and over again and the more things that are put up against it the, like the lower I think about them you know what I mean. That's yeah. kind of happening with Hyperlight Drifter is like we've talked so much about its weaknesses because of like the the desire to want things to go ahead of it or whatever. Yeah. Not not yeah. a strong, but like I see the weaknesses. I see the problems you have with Hyperlight Drifter. I don't have those mm -hmm. problems. I, I still love Hyperlight Drifter, but I think stylistically Katamari Damacy is better than Hyperlight Drifter. And I love the style and tone of yeah. Hyperlight Drifter, but uh, Katamari Damacy is more interesting and cooler and more fun and uh not as frustrating even though i like the frustration of hyperlight drifter it's like like one of the few kind of hard games that i it clicks with me anyways uh i would say katamari damasi uses that frustration better like it is it is better it's part of the design like we keep saying like i i right. think as a capital g game as art the things katamari damasi convinces like is able to convey even through its own stupidity its comments on game design are so cool that I have, to, I think I have to let it go above Hyperlight Drifter for me. Like, I, I think it firmly is, is definitely above it, but I, I have to like consistently convince myself that it's okay to do that <laughs> yeah. in this list. Um, the way I would describe that conversation is like, for me, Hyperlight Drifter is a link to the past, like yeah. with some dark souls elements, um, some from software stuff. Sure. Whereas Katamari Damacy is a like a standalone thing yeah. it psychically exists on its own right and other people reference it all the time right 
So like in that way, I feel like it deserves this kind of like high level of yeah. of highlighting because it is something that a lot of other games afterwards were built upon. Yes. One thing we we skipped over that we could have done real quick. I always like to try and be considerate to newer listeners, but it is starting to become quite a chore of listing the list. Sure. I'm going to do it really, really fast. So here's the list as it currently stands. Number one, Celeste. Number two, Super Mario Brothers 3. Halo Combat Evolved. Quake. Papers, Please. Hyperlight Drifter. Crusader Kings 3. Jet Set Radio. Halo 3. Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 2. Outrun. Inscription. Forza Horizon 5. Metroid Dread. Donkey Kong Country 3, Final Fantasy 7, Sonic the Hedgehog 1991, Mass Effect, Solar Ash, Halo 2, Killer Instinct, War of the Monsters, and Sonic Adventure. It's 24 games total. This will be the 25th yep. game, and we are going to put it at least above Hyperlight Drifter, yeah. uh, which is the sixth spot. So let's talk about Papers, Please. So, And you just made some points that are all eerily similar to our Papers, Please argument. Is uh -huh. that Papers, Please pretty much stands alone in its style and genre and kind of everything. And everything is compared to Papers, Please when it comes anywhere close. So, That's fair. However, yeah. I think Katamari's, uh, what Katamari is working with is more just out of nowhere original. Yeah. Versus Papers, Please, which I would say is a little bit referencing the point and click adventure games of, of yore. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is an infinitely better um, example of that type of gameplay because I the thing that we always come back to with talking about Papers, Please is I love the way that the, the gameplay and the story feel like they are just one and the same. You know what I mean? They're right yeah. on top of each other. Right. Gameplay and story is never quite exactly the same thing. You know, in Katamari, gameplay and story, uh, never, never the two shall meet. It just doesn't really... <laughs> work like that the story is told in between and it's just a big big man with yeah. a weird hat yeah telling you what the story is and it's, and it's not i mean it's uh, to be clear that's giving it almost too much credit it's not a story it really isn't you're just you're building stars and then eventually you're going to make the moon at the start of each level for whatever reason the the king of all cosmos says he's sending you to like a specific country and it's just like a fun like geography thing like uh -huh. oh let's talk yeah. about norway real quick but right. also you're playing the same level over like you're not going to different areas you're no, you are no. effectively playing within one super level and like hopping around to different sections of it so even that's like not true it's none of it is taking the story seriously in any way and that's part of it is like no nah, you're just going to gobble everything up shut up it doesn't matter move on move on move on like it's all yeah. a joke it's all a yeah. joke yeah, it does not even try for a second to look like the places you are going to yeah. at all. It right. does not care. I don't even know how they could do that, though, with the low-poly style. I don't know. Actually, there could be some fun things. Like, when you go to Norway, there could be, like, yeah. Thor or something. I right. don't know. Right, Um. So, I don't know. I see there's some points for. I see there's some points against. I feel like I'm leaning Katamari over Papers, Please. Yeah. Even though I think Papers, Please is this, like, really considered really yes. smart it's really saying something right. katamari is not but katamari is more it's like papers please is a super ego and katamari is the id it's yes. like katamari makes me feel pleasure yeah you I, know? And, and i think as a game that is more interesting to me um because i, I think papers please is a wonderful example of how games can tell stories and have those stories be and feel very unique 
from a book's story or a movie's story. Like you can't just make Papers, Please into a movie and have it be at all the same kind of experience. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. But I am even more interested personally in the idea of games as a thing that don't even have to tell a story and can still like as an abstract concept can do things for you. Right. Yeah. I think that is significantly cooler than games as a storytelling device. I think games as a, (laughs) as a feeling invoker and just an ability to do completely their own thing that don't have to be beholden to arc plot or anything like that. I think that's uh, much cooler. So I'm, and, and the fact that Katamari can nail that is, uh, it puts it, plenty above uh papers please for me okay so we're going past papers please quake i got a real simple argument for quake okay um i think there's actually there we could talk about this for a while i think there's some actually really interesting similarities between katamari and quake Mm -hmm. but i just want to say this nine inch nails sucks and the katamari (laughs) music is better (laughs) done move on that's it ship it (laughs) (laughs) so sometimes we just gotta duck on something very specific um just for, you know, fun. I, I mean, Quake is great, by Quake the way. is more important than Katamari Damacy, but I, I, I don't care in this instance. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, now, uh, wait, wait. Let me, let me, do, let me give yeah, one yeah, go more. Ahead, go ahead. I think it's hilarious to have just moved on from that, but I, I don't want to get the angry email or whatever. Katamari, uh, from a level design, like Quake is praised for its like ability to do cool level design and, and mechanical richness. Katamari does all those things. The level design, uh, we didn't talk enough about it. The level design is genuinely impressive and amazing. Like the way the levels fold back in on themselves. And as you get bigger, you suddenly realize you can do a new thing in that environment. Like it's kind of incredible from a just sheer level design perspective. Katamari does like amazingly impressive things. So yeah, it's above Quake. Yeah. Although I will say to also to be fair to Quake, um, you know, uh, a John Carmack game, a game that John Carmack worked on and made, I'm sure, under the hood in all these beautiful ways, mm. it just works versus Katamari, a game that was like, you can feel its slapdashedness. Sure. You can feel how it was thrown together. Um, but I don't know. You just and- got to respect the pure flavor, right. just the hilarious originality yeah. of it. I mean, it still um, works is kind of my argument is like even with that slap, it's like they incorporated their lack of budget and their lack mm-hmm. of experience into the design. Like it's part of it. The clunk, like the, the fact that the clunk is part of it is what I will always go back to. The clunk yeah, doesn't and, feel clunky. And also Quake is a follow up to a game, yeah. uh, a follow up that doesn't. I think I wish Quake was more different from Doom. I always yeah. think about that aspect of it because I sort of thinking think of them as like for me i like doom better than quake that's just mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. i think doom is hilarious quake is like not as funny right. me uh, actually i don't think quake is funny at all quake is like but anyways there's yeah. a kind of like little brother big brother thing that's happening yeah. there yeah um so here, here's the big question is master chief master chief is standing at the gate like i've said in the past i imagine that the finished list there are at least 100 or 200 games yeah after halo combat evolved and so that if you get past master chief you're one of the all-timers that's probably going to be high on the list forever yeah that's what i think right 
is Master Chief gonna gonna let Katamari Damacy in? Well, the is, king I of all cosmos just just skirts right past <laughs> him, wouldn't? don't he? He just poses right through. He like grabs the velvet rope and like dances over it, and Master Chief doesn't even know what happened, and they're he just suddenly in there. <laughs> king of the oh. So we wanted to have a discussion, but then the king of all cosmos is visiting us right now. He just skateboarded into my room, and he has a gun. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where he got that. And he's just kind of looking at me. He's got sunglasses on, his little crown, his weird head thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said it has to go past Master Chief. And uh, Master Chief is here, too, and he's crying. It's hilarious. This conversation uh, has made me just really feel like we completely screwed up Halo, Quake, and Papers. Like, I want to flip the order of all three of those, but it doesn't matter. Maybe. But, like, I don't have anything to say. I had so much to say about katamari versus papers please and i have nothing to say about quake and halo except that katamari is obviously better i mean quake so like quake has more legacy points i think halo has more legacy points than than katamari but katamari's legacy is in all these wonderful interesting games right like that i'm just like excited about all the time it's like katamari's legacy is creativity halo and quake their their legacy is execution is sure. this kind of like smart guy engineering type stuff and it's yeah. like nah i don't know well and 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 from a certain standpoint it's like well you had the budget to make it that much better like you <laughs> of course it's of course it's with, like with mechanically Chief, sound like bill gates was helping yeah bill gates was the money daddy right for halo so like the, like I feel like anything compared to that, it's like Katamari is such a, it's such a, a beautiful example of making it work. Yeah. You know, I Tim would... Gunn or whatever, make it work. You <laughs> right. know what I'm talking about? I, I think. What Are you com- with me culturally? <laughs> do it, do, where's the crossover here of it? Shout me. Shout at me. Yeah. If you like Tim Gunn and you're listening to the show right here, now, that would be here's hilarious. the comparison I'll make. Because yeah. Katamari Damacy does have a legacy. Uh, it's just not in the same circles that Halo... If Halo and Quake are Tim Gunn, Katamari Damacy is like Ingmar Bergman. You know what I mean? Like, we're, <laughs> th- There's still plenty of legacy there. And many people in the know sure. base their opinions on the quality of Katamari Damacy. It's just not in the triple the, the A sphere as much. But like, th- it, it has the same legacy as these games, I would argue. I would pick a different analogy. I would say if, if, and now I want to lose everybody. Sure. Halo and Quake, that's Orson Welles, okay? <laughs> okay. Katamari Damacy is Salvador Dali. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Dali. <laughs> yeah, it's So fair. there you go. Yeah. Um, now, uh, do we dare to go further? Well, that, this, become, this becomes your gate now. Super Mario Brothers 3 is sort of I your... I mean, my heart's child. not in it. I I, yeah. I I would not put Katamari above Super Mario Brothers yeah. 3. And I, and I don't care to do that to you. I don't, I don't think it's necessary. I think um, the legacy points, Super Mario Brothers 3 is pretty weird <laughs> for its, for its uh-huh. thing. It's uh, pretty and, weird. Uh, there, you know, I, my big thing with Super Mario Brothers 3 these days has been like, you know... It's very important, and you definitely love it. I think I just I still genuinely think there's some mechanical things to it that like I don't love. Like I don't love the item system of Super Mario yeah. Bros. Three. I, I don't think it gets used enough to be worth it. And there's a few uh, costumes in that game that like 
you actually don't get to touch for longer than like a, a minute. <laughs> like they're gone. Like the hammer like the suit costume. is gone before you yeah, even suit, get to do yeah. anything with it. Like the, yeah, there's fair. stuff in the game that actually just like didn't get utilized in any meaningful way. So in that way, I mean, Katamari uses like all of its stuff. I would argue better than Super Mario Brothers 3, but I don't think like there's too much going on with Mario 3 beyond that. Like Mario Brothers yeah. 3 is still super great fun to play in in modern day. Um, and yeah. Katamari is too, but yeah, I, I have no interest. I don't think there's a reason to have to put it above Super Mario Bros. 3 because, um, I, I, yeah, my heart's not in it either, honestly. There's a small handful. I'll, 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 we haven't gotten to talk about Super Mario Bros. 3 in a while, so I'll take this opportunity to say I have this kind of like way of thinking about legacy when it comes to the list. So there's like a very small handful of games that I would say make up this kind of like foundation yeah. that the house of video games is built on. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Super Mario Brothers 3 is that I think it is a game that you can still play and enjoy and also is that foundation yeah, type definitely. thing. And I right. think that's really rare, like super rare right. for that to exist. Well, look, basically. I mean, let's look at the top um, five games on this list. And I think... Katamari and Super Mario Bros. 3 is that breaking point. And when you talk about Halo being the gatekeeper of like the top 100 mm-hmm. games, Halo for for most people like it it actually is clunky to go back to Halo. There's a, there's plenty of people who hate Halo. I the more I see other people talk about Halo and that like there are folks that think Halo 2 is way better than Halo 1, which is a, a wild wild dude. thing to me. Dude. Doesn't matter. Regardless, the point is we can all look at Halo 1 and kind of recognize that like, well, it's kind of a part of its time and things, you know, we've seen the genre get better. Katamari, we haven't seen the genre get better. Super Mario Bros. 3, I mean, we've seen the genre get better and that's why Celeste is number one on the list, I would say, <laughs> but that's it. that's it. That's the only one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, yeah. realistically, we haven't seen the genre get better, right? Like it's, it's, true. it's, it's it, true. It is a peak uh platformer super Mario this three so i'm i'm pleased with katamari at number three i think that's exactly where uh it belongs and i'm really this hey this was a fun one yeah because it feels like we kind of came into this on the same page and i did not know that we were both gonna be on you know (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah i did not know we were both gonna get here i thought the hyperlight drifter conversation we were gonna immediately hit a wall and then go backwards from there yeah and instead we kind of just played chicken with each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> we wanted to see like, how I think far there's a world where you, you put you, this above. <laughs> I, you were going to put this number two. This I would. The- I would have, man. I would have. <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> wow. Wow. He is not afraid, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, that was our Katamari episode. Sorry if you don't like the ones as much where we basically just like grin from ear to ear the yeah. whole time. I don't know how audio wise that is to just hear us be like yeah it rules but i don't know if you made it this far and you're not a little bit curious about katamari damasi come on okay come he- on. here's my solemn vow is somewhere in this episode probably multiple times i mean we, t- we only talked about the music actually unfortunately for a little bit but i definitely squeezed some music in there so i think the listener gets it i think they know they know yeah. now because we yeah. i put some music in there and they get it it's it's done. yeah this was a good one yeah, we need to do, uh, Matt, so we've been talking about um, Patreon stuff we could do. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about possibly doing a, a Patreon episode that, uh, if, if we actually start a Patreon, which I think we we, we do want to. Yeah. Uh, and I just wonder what interest there would be in a video game music only focused yeah. list that we did not do, you know, all the time. 
that we just did every once in a while and that somehow was patreon based because it will yeah. be a lot of work to listen to a whole bunch of uh sure. extra music alongside all of this video game playing that we're yeah. doing but i would yeah. love to kind of do a pirate radio uh show basically yeah. with you matt where we talked about video game music and this game would get a lot of mentions yes for sure. I, I i think a patreon could include that kind of stuff i i would love to have a bunch of patreon only episodes that are non-list episodes essentially like oh, you know sure. in, in in our uh year-end special we kind of like ranked consoles i'd love to do yeah. more little side lists like that little pocket lists um and we could also do stuff where it's like I wouldn't mind doing some lists where it's like, this isn't the official list because uh, we haven't had time to play them, but it's like, oh, let's just real quickly off the dome rank all the Zelda games or something like that. Just to talk Whoa. about Zelda because like we haven't gotten around to it yet or whatever. I think that could be some fun Patreon stuff. So yeah, we're thinking about Patreon exclusive episodes. Let us know if you would be down for that, if that's okay with you. Um, we, we've in the past with our other show avoided uh paywall, paywall locked content stuff, yeah so it's not something we're like necessarily dying to do but it might be kind of the only thing it might be just like the main reason you do the patreon we're not planning to have a very extensive patreon with the show if, if, if we do that so just uh let us know we well, could do this matt i had an idea of uh <laughs> it's weird that we're like having like a meeting yeah. at the end of this episode <laughs> but that, this is hey this is just who we are um i thought about maybe having it be where um, depending on how many patrons there are, you kind of unlock a new bonus episode that we release for everyone because I don't like paywall stuff either. Yeah, I don't like the yeah. idea that not everybody gets to experience the content. Um, but there's got to be a way to sort of to sort of have it make sense for us to keep doing it. Like if, yeah. if we just, yeah, it's a sure, lot of we effort. Could do, it's a lot of effort to play this many uh, games this fast, especially for me with a baby. The dadlands are hard, man. <laughs> technically what we should do is release a podcast every day. I know that's what we should do. <laughs> and that when we don't do that, we are basically failing. Uh, um, but maybe a, a bonus ep episode every month based off. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. Something. It'd be a, it could just be a different way of, uh, of doing a patreon yeah um but anyways uh this was a great episode thank you matt hey yeah. i just want to say thank you thank you for suggesting this one hunter i'm glad we yeah. got to come back around to it so I'm, I'm happy we got some games coming up we're planning to do journey to silius and hitman the 2016 kind of reboot version of hitman there's some other stuff too but those are the two that i know are coming up because i finished both of those games so those are the only two yeah. i'll promise you at the moment um and for what it's worth i'll throw this out there uh, Elden Ring came out. We are playing that, uh, but the plan with yeah. Elden Ring, here's what happened last year. We did a few new releases and we didn't love the feeling of like picking up a new release and rushing to get an episode out. We even abandoned a few plans of other episodes we were going to do. Some games got delayed. It's hard to schedule around new releases. So, uh, we will be playing Elden Ring and we'll do an episode when we're ready. That's basically the vibe of Elden Ring. Yeah. When, when Matt finishes it, because Hunter will finish it in like a week or something stupid, I'm sure. It'll be <laughs> ridiculous. He'll just play it nonstop. But it'll take me time, and I'm not going to rush that game because yep. it will sully the experience of that game. And all you'll have is an episode where I complain about how hard it is because I was trying to beat it too fast. Nope. Right. I'm taking my time with it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy myself, and that episode will come out when it comes out. Yeah, so feel free to check out. I'm sure I'll be streaming a lot of Elden Ring, and... Uh, I normally, I've been streaming pretty regularly Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash Space Cats Peace Turtles, which is our Twitch for our other show, um, because we don't have a separate one for this show yet. Maybe yeah. we will change that. I don't know. Um, 
But with Elden Ring, I'm probably just going to stream whenever. Like, yeah. it's not going to... There's going to be... Just just go ahead and follow us if you want yeah. um, to be notified of it. If you want to watch uh, me play some Elden Ring. I can also understand if you're like, oh, I don't want to watch someone play that game. I want to play it myself. Totally that. get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Play it alongside us so you can be ready when the episode comes out. That's what I say. Totally. Twitch.tv slash Space Cats. Peace Turtles. Yeah. And uh, email us your thoughts, oldgamersalmanac at gmail.com, about uh, what you'd like to maybe see out of a Patreon or other content. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we want to keep growing this show, so we just want to know. We want your feedback, so let us know. Um, and, yeah. And, yeah, that's it. I love you. Uh, the king of all cosmos loves you. What happens, do you think, when a person becomes a part of the Katamari? Is it just the feeling of being squished, or, like, does something happen inside no, of the you, Katamari? Um, you die. <laughs> it's actually very sad. Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamers Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Knight Corey. Let's lop up to me.